Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Hello, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. If this is your first time listening, welcome. This is a show all about health and wellness and nutrition, and we have been taking different approaches to lifestyle, holistic wellness, intuitive eating, fasting, products, and today is, it's in a sense, a solo episode. However, I wanted to preface and make sure that I put this out there. I was invited onto a podcast interview a couple of weeks ago from uh, Mackenzie Belcastro. She has the North Star podcast. We had a really great conversation, and I think that overall it was it was fun because we talked a lot about things, uh, not so much all personal things, but we talked a lot about gut instinct. We talked about food. We talked about my childhood and how it came to be that I really got into health and wellness and a little bit of the backstory. And I wanted to, to preface before we get into the episode that I don't want it to feel too self-indulgent. I know that it's, oh, let's listen to me talk about me on a recording. But I do think that there are some valuable pieces in this episode that have some good takeaways. And that's really all I want out of each episode is for you to have tangible takeaways, tips, facts, and not just statistics, but having some references and relatability when it comes to who's actually giving you this information. And I also want to let you all know that I know if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been traveling a lot more for work and I've been posting more about what to do while traveling, how to live in a hotel and still be happy, or I mean healthy. And I haven't touched on exactly what I'm doing. And a lot of people think that I'm traveling for the podcast. And and that is the case once in a while. And I do try and get things done for the podcast interviews and stuff when I am traveling if I'm in the right area. But overall, over the past year, I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I've been making a little bit of a career adaptation. And I do talk about that in this episode. Five years ago, six years ago, when I started working personally with clients in nutrition and wellness fitness, it was always, I mean, I have never not enjoyed it. I've loved every bit of what I'm doing and I'm not stopping, but I have been basing more of my career around what we're talking about today. And to give you a little bit of insight, this feels really right for me. And it's something that has been a present opportunity, kind of omnipresent throughout my entire life. And and I know I sound ambiguous when I talk about it right now, but you'll see what I'm talking about when we get into the episode, probably closer towards the end. But if you are someone who, I don't even want to give any more, and not to say, you know, I don't mean to like cock tease, but I'm going to give you more information on what I'm actually doing and I don't want to just spill it right now because there's more context in the episode. 
I'm excited because I think that a lot of people think that my whole livelihood, all my income, all my everything that I do with travel is for the podcast and for nutrition. And I don't, I, I don't want it to seem that, you know, I have everything all together and this is, you know, it's so easy. I do have a full-time job along with nutrition, along with personal training and the podcast. And in my ideal circumstance, it is going to be my full-time job that we talk about on the podcast as well as the podcast or Yeah, as well as the podcast. So those two things are my priority right now. I'm going to be rolling out some things in the next couple coming months that will streamline the process. Make sure you're following along on the podcast. If you hit subscribe, then you will be let into the know on what's going on and what will be going on so that I can continue to do all these things without driving myself absolutely fucking crazy. Because if you have ever been in a transition in in your career, you know that you at some points are wearing a lot of hats and it's overwhelming and it's only overwhelming if you don't see a vision or if you you know it it can always be overwhelming but you don't necessarily if you don't have an end goal or if you don't have something you're working towards that's when it becomes a hamster spinning its wheels and you're just you feel like every day you're circling the drain but you don't know where an end is in sight so and that's not where I am so that's why I feel really good and collected about where I am in career. Holy self-indulgent. That is obnoxious, but I'm excited for this episode. Mackenzie did a great job. We tangented. She has a podcast and we, we talk about, you know, Zodiacs. We talk about uh, holistic lifestyle things, but overall, I think there's some good nuggets, especially if you are in a any type of transitional phase in your life, whether it is uh, in relationships, in your job, in fitness, in wellness, any sense. But I really hope you like this episode. I think you will. And I wanted to just give a shout out to Mackenzie. She did a great job. And um, as a fellow podcaster, it's nice to it's nice to have those real conversations with people who are trying to just figure their shit out. <laughs> but without further ado, thank you so much, Mackenzie, for having me. This is a glimpse into the North Star podcast. So make sure you check her out as well. But make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing this episode. Feel free to reach out if you have questions and make sure you're following on social media so that you can be up to date on what things will be rolling out soon. But without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast meets North Star podcast. I, I'm i sitting with a pro. I recognize that fully. You are. Oh my gosh. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, things happen, but no, seriously, I like so much kudos to you on your podcast. It's so good. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Yeah. No, seriously. Uh, you have such a gift with relaying information. Like even I listen, I feel like a lot to your solo episodes and you have such a gift with just like making information so interesting. And then you have your tangents and they're great. And (laughs) we get to meet your dog and you know, it's like, (laughs) We might get to meet him again today. He is so old and he really only picks up on he vibrations. So when he hears me speaking, he's uh-huh. like, oh, got to figure out where it's coming from. So, but that really is so kind. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I mean it. I So I would love to start out by hearing a little bit about you and, you know, pointedly you as a kid. I always think it's so interesting to hear about people when they were little. So could you tell sure. us a little bit about what you're like growing up and then we'll take it on from there. That is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, I will say in our household, we were 
in the, in the industry that I'm in, in my household, we were always focused on more whole foods. I mean, we still had our fair share of, you know, food that we grew up with in the nineties and the early two thousands and as a kid, but my dad always really ingrained in me, the benefits of whole foods. Mm -hmm. And if I had a headache or if I was really extra cold, he noticed, you know, he was never a doctor or anything like that, but he always noticed, Hey, let's cook our greens or our meat in a cast iron skillet to get more iron. And there were always those little ties into lifestyle. Yeah. But as a child, I definitely, I think that I was underlying anxious because I would, I would prefer to spend time by myself and get anxious around other people, but I wasn't comfortable being by myself. If that makes any sense. That's so interesting. What did you feel when you were by yourself? I think that I always thought that I should be with people Mm -hmm. or I should be wanting to do things, but I think Mm -hmm. I was always more creative and had more fun spending time alone. But I think that I had a sense of, I think I was working on attachment theories really, really at a young age, but either way, I recognize that now as I think that I did want more alone time, but I wasn't sure of how to do that. But Mm -hmm. I was a really, I think I was a happy kid and I grew up with two very loving families, but we moved a ton. There was, there was volatility in the lifestyle because, you know, financially we went up and down a lot, like high highs, low lows. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I mean, I always looked up to my older sister. I thought she was just the most amazing, coolest thing ever. We Mm -hmm. went to some pretty interesting schools, had some interesting stories, but I, around the age of 13, (laughs) I think I just, I don't know what it was in me. Maybe it was the middle child in me, but I, I was never a bad kid, but I did a lot of stuff that I pray to God. My children don't do. I often get asked by clients, friends, anyone on social media about different products and supplements that are good for balancing hormones that are good for helping to support during certain times of the month. And as you know, we just had on a whole podcast episode about the female cycle and every stage of it. And one product that I consistently recommend to clients, friends, family, and I take myself is any of the Organifi Gold flavors. This, These flavors have different adaptogens that are really fantastic for reducing inflammation. It has extra turmeric, ginger, and warming properties that help to really ease inflammation, soothe any type of cramping, and also help to stabilize and balance out hormones, as well as help to flush other hormones out. The reason I love Organifi's products, especially the gold right now, is because everything is organic, of course, but also glyphosate residue friendly and tracked, so we don't have to worry about any of the gnarly chemicals that go into mass-produced different supplements. You can head out to Organifi.com slash HTH right now and until the 30th. They are doing a fall promotion and you can kind of mix and match the flavors. But if you buy any flavor of the gold and you know that chocolate is my absolute favorite, then you can get 50% off of another. So if, if you're wanting to try a gift, if you're wanting to stock up 
in your refrigerator. Maybe you're wanting to add a pumpkin flavor or a ginger cinnamony chocolatey flavor to your baking or your smoothies or your oatmeal cookies, whatever it is. This is a fantastic option and has so many different health benefits as far as the ingredients. But you can head to Organifi.com backslash HTH for 20% off. And if you head to that link and you buy any flavor of the gold, again, I recommend the chocolate and then get some of the pumpkin flavors and you will get 50% off of that second product. I'm obsessed with Organifi. You know that I live and breathe these products. And even if they weren't sponsoring the podcast, I would still use them anyways. Make sure you check out Organifi.com backslash HTH and until October 30th, you can use 50% off of your second tub for any purchase of the gold products. You will not regret it. Enjoy your sweet, creamy beverages. Like I would sneak out all the time. I was so boy crazy. Oh, I think it was that, you know, anxiety, that validation. Mm-hmm. I was so boys boy crazy and phones texting had just came out when I was, you know, 14, 15, mm-hmm. not even, it was like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. When were you yes. born? If you don't mind, I, I need to, I was wait. yeah, 1993. Same. Okay. I had a feeling okay. I'm like, we must be yes. basically. Yeah. And we are the same year. That makes and so I much remember, sense. I remember when everyone was starting to get their first phones and they were for uh-huh. emergencies only buttons were huge, you know, snake was a thing. And so yeah. we were just, it would be so cryptic, like meet here at 12. And then I would never know where exactly here was, but anyways, you know, stealing alcohol, drinking, experimenting mm-hmm. with drugs, mm-hmm. definitely experimenting with boys at a younger age than I think any of my friends and small tangent, I went to a different school than a lot of the friends that I had grown up with. So I mm-hmm. feel like I almost lived two lives uh-huh. where I had a group of friends that were, it, it was a little more wholesome, like your typical middle school, high school. But then at my other parents' house, when I had the opportunity to sneak out all the time, we were, that was when there was a lot of drinking and boys. And I was mm-hmm. 13, 14, hanging out with 18 year olds and like getting into cars when people were drunk. Wow. It was a freaking mess. But I, so I, I think that I got my crazy phase out when I was really, really young. Okay. And anyways, so growing out of that into college, I definitely am more of a introvert homebody, but I love to travel. So I'd rather Mm -hmm. go on a big trip than, than go to like a huge dinner with friends or a house party. Um, Yeah. So I'm very on the extremes. I'm either wanting to plan a whole trip to South America, or I want to be at home cooking my meals every single night, listening to music. I I don't really have a, I'm not like, Oh yeah, I'll go out a couple days a week. It's not really me. That's that's it. Well, first of all, I completely relate to pretty much where you landed and not Mm -hmm. the two separate. That's really interesting (laughs) that you had like two separate kind of lives. Although I mean, in a way, don't most teenagers in a way you kind of have like a secret self and then you have like yourself that you were around everyone at school. And it just so happened that my, I was not, not two different people because energetically I was very much the same, but, uh, the, when I was with one parent, I would have the opportunity to do other things when I was with another parent, but Mm -hmm. I always had a great relationship with our parents. They were never, I mean, amazing childhood. I, it was, it was just the rebellion in me, but I think I just took it too far sometimes. And I never told anyone. So it always felt this pent up 
maybe shame, but mm. you know, it, it's, it's all fun stories now. Yeah. That's interesting. At this stage in your life, do you find that you still have a tendency towards like extremes? Do you take things far? Do you have like that personality type or is that more of like a child's like youth thing? I think when it comes to extremes, so here's, I think I try and play it off. Like they're not extremes and it's just who I am mm. because I'm an Aries. I'm fiery, mm-hmm. but when I try and quell that, it comes out as like anger and resentment. But when I live into it, it's more of the fiery side of being bold in decisions that I make. So right now, and yeah, I will do things for extremes. Like I'll do 48 hour water fasts, or I will go hit a workout really, really hard, but I'm trying to find that middle ground. And I I think I've done a decent job of figuring it out right now, but it's like with anything in career, I'll take on way too much at a time. And then I'll be pissed off at myself because then things will slip through the cracks or I just, Mm -hmm. I try and do too much, but extremes. Yes. And no, still with the big trips and the, uh, and then the staying home, but that's just, I'm cool with it. Yeah. It sounds healthy, which, which makes sense given what, you know, what you do and who you are as a, as a guide for people in nutrition. How did you, I mean, it sounds like your dad was sort of a force of inspiration in the wellness scene for you as a kid growing up. When, when did you come back to it? Did you, or did you ever go away from it while you were, you know, partying, et cetera, as a kid? My dad gave so much of the holistic lifestyle approach, but that like, we didn't have any packaged food in the house. It was eggs, whole foods, raw quinoa, even when I was younger. So we had, we had the superfoods when I was really young and I didn't, it was just how we ate. Mm -hmm. And then at my mom's house, she really instilled at me in me home cooking. And Mm. we, it was a huge treat if we went out to eat and then so it was, it was the home cooking and the holistic approach that I feel so grateful that I had. And, but I, I would say that I, I it never really left me. So I don't think I've even told the story on podcasts before, but. Okay. 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 So we all know that person on our Christmas list or our holiday gift giving list who you can never really figure out what to get them, but you know that they are going to get you something good. And maybe you feel like, oh, well, I have a bunch of little things for this person, but I want to get them something really, really cool, unique, that is different that they would never get themselves. Because there are some of those people out there who, if they want something, they will just go out and get it themselves. All right. Let me introduce you to your new wellness best friend, Anna Lemma. Okay, so Anna Lemma is a revolutionary new device that radically changes the state of our drinking water. No, 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 don't skip forward just because I said it, drinking water. This is a stainless steel crystal wand that you swirl around in your water and it drastically changes the actual molecules of H2O in your water. So see, H2O molecules are actually pretty chaotic and frantic. They bump into each other and they're running all over the place. However, the cells and the molecules of H2O in our body are in a coherent state, which means that they're calm, they're in a nice crystalline structure. So what happens is our body is using this energy to convert 
the H2O molecules of water that we're drinking to match the molecules that are in our body. And that's not what we want. We want them all to be on the same electromagnetic frequency. So when you twirl this wand into your water, I just did it with my water in my mason jar, it basically crystallizes and rearranges the molecules into a more stable and remarkable influential structure for your body. Analemma is a technology that was created by two scientists in the Netherlands. You probably heard the episode that we did with the founder the other day and it was so impactful. The benefits that Analemma water can have on your brain, your overall longevity, your vitality, biological age and cellular rejuvenation this is something we do not want to miss out on so you can check out on a these are I always say that you should have one in every household. So if you have someone that you don't know what to get for any holiday or birthday coming up, this is something for any health nut who is wanting to nerd out in their water, wanting to elevate their health in every level possible. If you are someone who is really into brain health and longevity, this is the gift for you. I use my stainless steel one every single day. I am obsessed with it. You can go to analemma water com and get 10% off by using the code HTH. Again, that is analemmawater.com using code HTH10. Again, that is analemma, A-N-A-L-E-M-M-A-water.com. Use the code HTH10 for a discount. This is going to be your big, beautiful, unique, health-inspired gift for this holiday season. You'll thank me later when your cells are rejuvenated and you look like a badass stirring metal into your water. Analemmawater.com using the code HTH10. Let me paint the picture for you. I was out of town this weekend for a girls weekend. We went to the mountains. It was incredible. The air was nice and chill and crisp and it was also a lot of energy. There were a lot of girls around. We had a lot going on, a lot of people time and it was incredible. But as an introvert, I needed some alone time. I needed some space to deep breathe and decompress and gather my thoughts. What I did over this past weekend was take three minutes to myself. I would wake up in the morning and nobody even knew I did this. I would wake up in the morning and I know I don't normally do this, but I grabbed my phone and I got the open app. I used the open app to do three minutes of breath work. I knew that if I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily squeeze in 20 or a 15 minute meditation but I knew I wanted something to actually act fast and regulate my nervous system. I did about three minutes of breath work and I'm telling you, it it shifted the entire state of my mind so that I could be more present during the day. I wasn't snappy. I wasn't anxious. And I was on my period last weekend, which means that I was extra spicy in the mind and I was not, (laughs) I was very short tempered and this really did help to regulate my nervous system. I went to open, use the three minute breathwork app and it changed my day. You can do this too, especially if you're an overthinker, if you get anxiety, if you get overwhelmed in social situations, this is a fantastic basis for you. Open is one of the only apps that you can use that is incorporating mindful movement. It incorporates meditation, breathwork, and of course, other mindfulness tools, but you can go to withopen.com 
backslash hotter and use the code hotter for 30 I'm sorry, 30 days for free. You can join me in using any of these on demand or live classes. I just love this app. It's aesthetically pleasing, it's convenient, and it's it's something that really will help your headspace. Use withopen.com code hotter for 30 days for free. You can give it a try. Again, that is withopen.com using the code hotter for 30 days for free. You will not regret it. Make sure you check out their breath work. A lot of my friends know this. One of my first jobs, my first job was working at a pizza place. Second job that I had was working at a smoothie king, which I don't know if you've ever heard of. Where are you located? I'm I'm sorry. I'm Canadian. So I don't think we have those. No. Okay. But if you have a smoothie place where they use syrups and pumps and uh-huh. they, is it like things. a Dairy Queen, but for fruit? <laughs> like, no, not exactly. Okay. <laughs> the Queen and the King. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be a health food store where you get protein shakes and smooth fruit smoothies and things like that. However, when I first started working there, it was because a boyfriend that I had at the time was working there. And I was like, let's work together. Okay. And I worked there for a year, maybe less than a year. Got, got fired immediately because on a shift, not immediately, but I got fired. <laughs> it took one time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't like a shit employee and then got fired. It was like doing really great. And then boom, one day That's I just funny. wasn't on the schedule again, because <laughs> I kept sending people to the smoothie shop down the street that used real fruit that used no processed ingredients. I was like, wow, hey guys, just by the way, you wanted this blueberry. And I'm like, <laughs> with the syrups and the blueberries. And I was like, guys, this is what is in your smoothie. Enjoy. And they were like, okay. And so I was working with my boss at the time. And that's how I knew I was like, Aries. Yeah. I just, that's what I was, was just was thinking the, while you were saying that. And I mean, I think that at that time it was, you know, I, hindsight is 2020. Should mm-hmm. I have been doing that? Absolutely not. This was my job that was paying me, but I, I proceeded to understand this is not leaving me. And then when I went to college, that was a time when I definitely, I was always the one who was the healthy friend. And I had a lot of healthy friends, but I was known as the healthy friend who would always do the grocery shopping. I had a juicer when I was 15. I was cooking with all, I would get like cast iron skillets for Christmas. I would, it was always me doing the big batch soups and the juice cleanses and the whatevers. Mm -hmm. That's when extremes started to really happen for me in the food space. Yeah. I would have be super healthy all day. And when I mean healthy, I mean only whole foods would never, never do chips had never, wouldn't have a soda for 15 years. Haven't Mm. in 20 wouldn't have sugar and anything, but then at night I would, you know, we'd be drinking like hypnotic. I mean, disgusting, <laughs> awful blue, whatever we were yeah. drinking. Yeah. And it's then like jungle any- juice in college. Yes, mm-hmm. precisely. Yeah. <laughs> the more, the, the more brightly colored it was, we were like consuming uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm. I would be great during the day, super into fitness. Then the, I would have a couple drinks and I would immediately isolate. That's how I knew alcohol. I don't have a a substance problem. I'm happy to say that I don't have a bad relationship with alcohol at all. It just, it, it brings something out in me that typically wants to isolate. 
And so I would always order this giant sub sandwich with like mayo, turkey. I mean, every meat, every cheese, every vegetable, whatever it was. And I would just go like lock myself in my room, watch Netflix after I had a little bit of drink. So I'd always Uh leave early, be by myself. And then the next morning running green juice, Uh it was, it was obsessive. Yeah. And I started to come out of that once I... I think that college just wasn't, I don't think I was a person that was meant to go to college for that whole time. Mm-hmm. And I think that I was just starting to understand what a gut feeling was, but I couldn't uh-huh. put my name. I couldn't put words to it. Yeah. And had I been able to say, been, have more backbone in my decision-making, maybe I wouldn't have, maybe I would have graduated earlier. Maybe I would have said, you know, cool. But mm-hmm. I, I did some things that I knew were against my gut and right. they didn't serve me. And they ended up teaching me lessons, but Mm -hmm. definitely not serving me at the time. And after college, that's when I, that's when I really found more balance in the weight training and the, how to have healthier habits and balance. And I hate the word balance because it's, it's so convoluted and it's different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. that's when I found my sweet spot, less extreme. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. That makes sense. It sounds like such a um, sort of classic trajectory too. I think, you know, at that age, especially we're like, who, who am I? And there is people, right. Who obviously they're super extroverted. So when they go out, they just want to be out. I mean, I have friends who would go out five days a week or more or whatever. And yeah. And I mean, I always had to have a nap before going out because I didn't even understand how people did it, but um. <laughs> I'm like, what drugs? What drugs? Honestly. I haven't seen you do drugs, but are you on them? Cause I, you must be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think like, I'm curious like that um, you talked about like going into sort of like self-isolation post post drinking and, mm-hmm. and being in your room alone and, and having that sandwich. Uh, do you think that you were just craving like, or what do you think you were craving when you were <laughs> getting it's so funny to picture it I wasn't there you know like clawing at the windows nails bleeding and like eating my hair with a sandwich but I was (laughs) definitely like watching Netflix I mean I was not Uh not going crazy yeah but um I don't even remember I just had that vivid picture in my in my head what was your question what was I I asking I'm yeah. Cause I, I have, okay. I, I, I didn't want to project. So I was going to say something that I want to ask you what you think you were looking for. You know, like I think sometimes when we drink some in the end, you kind of, you're trying to give yourself what, like your inhibitions are down. So then you're giving yourself something, right? Like, yeah. And so I'm just curious what you think that was, if you've ever even thought about it, like that that period yeah yeah you're so right because when we drink it they always say you know your true self comes out and I was not really I was never an angry drunk I was never one to be crying over boys I was definitely still like boy obsessed but I think that looking back it had a lot to do with the fact that I never felt like I I really never felt like I could be myself. I never really mm-hmm. locked into a, a huge group of friends and I, I had great friends and they yeah. were always very supportive, but it took two to tango. And there was something about me that just wasn't 
I was hitting walls emotionally that didn't allow me to connect with other people. I was always seeking to go visit a friend in another school. I would go home a lot of weekends and just try and feel a sense of groundedness. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of it had to do with the set fact of, I I didn't necessarily want to go to college initially. And I worked hard Mm -hmm. and I was appreciative of it. And I had a job and great friends and college was a fun experience, but I think the entire time I knew that that's not where I was supposed to be. It was also a very cold mountain town and it, I, I didn't feel like it was the right, even geographical space. I think that I was so deep connected into what my body knew it needed, but it didn't know how to get it out. So the minute I graduated, I flew to Arizona and moved there. I, wow. So I was, I went, were you in Colorado or where were you? No, I was in, <clears throat> I was in Boone, North Carolina. It's a really small okay. mountain town. It's Appalachian state. It's an amazing school. And cool. I'm so like looking back to visit. I think that I, I would go back every weekend if I could, um, yeah. but, but living there mm. was not my soul place. Yeah. And so I immediately knew where yeah. my soul place was and it just, me as a person was, I was two different people. I was like the happiest version of myself ever, but Hmm. I, it was just, it's so funny. Your podcast is called North star podcast. And you think North node, you Uh think, where is this in your astrological chart? And I'm always arid, dry desert, open space. Hmm. And so I was in this cold, elevated, small town, everything close together, but I, I think that at that point I hadn't been able to figure out that, oh my God, there's these vast mountains. I just need to get outside more in nature, but the seasonal depression was definitely a thing, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That completely makes sense. It is so wild how like environment, I mean, it affects us so much. And if you yeah. weren't in that right place, it, it makes sense that you would, cause it, what I didn't want to project onto you was actually kind of a similar conclusion, which was that, you know, in the end, it wasn't the right or the right space. So you go and you create your own kind of sacred space, you know, yes. post, post yes. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was like, well, I'm not creating, I have, I have a few really, really amazing best friends that mm-hmm. came out of that. So eternally grateful. Yeah. However, I think that I was like, Hey, look, you made a couple friends. Let's get out. Get out. But, get out. <laughs> yes. But I mean, now, now if I have a gut feeling, uh-huh. I'm, if I don't listen to it, I am immediately, Oh, that was wrong. It was my gut. I can like pinpoint the exact moment that my gut tells me don't wow. do this or do it. Incredible. So what did bridge that gap? Cause you said that you were coming into your intuition and like understanding that, but mm-hmm. you weren't there, which again, total, like most people aren't there as, you know, an early adolescent. So how did you get to that place of being so in tune? I think one moment that I can remember specifically was, and I'll, I'll sum this up. I spoke about this extensively on a different podcast recently, Mm -hmm. and it just, we went deep, but there was a moment, it was my junior year and I was, it was either my sophomore or junior year. And I was doing my best to make friends. I was doing all these things. I was dating some guy and it was about to snow that day. And I was invited out on a hike And I thought, this is something I should want to do right now. Mm -hmm. I like going outside. I like hiking. I like hanging out with my boyfriend and these people. And 
we all just started becoming friends. I should, I should want to go. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror while I was putting my shoes on and my jacket. And I just kept thinking, why do I not want, I don't like, I don't think I should go, but Mm -hmm. I don't have any good reason of why I shouldn't go. So I'm just going to go. Ended up going, we got finished with our hike and got into a really horrific car accident, broke my back, flipped two times, the most insane feeling. But I remember that intuition. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything about anything except for the fact that maybe it was my subconscious mind saying, Hey, there's going to be a snowstorm. Hey, these are new people. Hey, winding roads out of your control. And I just remember it was the wildest thing. And afterwards I was just like, I remembered that feeling. I remembered the feeling and that's how I, that was just the beginning. You know, it, it took much more time to Uh figure that out, but I was like, my, I, I got to just trust myself. I got to trust yeah. myself. And that goes with food that goes with workouts that goes for relationships, friends, jobs. And if I don't trust myself and that's where I think the past, you know, maybe eight years have been learning how to trust myself mm-hmm. and then moving forward. It is now the faith component, which mm-hmm. is why would you trust yourself if you don't have faith that what is going to be instead is going to be for you. Mm. and the faith is that jump and the net shall appear situation instead of saying okay I see the net now I'm gonna jump it's it's there trust yourself it will appear and so that's what I'm working on now yeah I love that so it's and I and I know from listening to your show that you definitely have your your spiritual side and you already mentioned like astrology what what are you working on you know bringing into your life or having faith with respect to, is it relationship? Is it more work or what's coming up for you at this point? Yeah. At this very moment, it's also a full moon in Aries and which I don't know if you, I I don't really know much about it. It's just, I know my algorithms. I I follow enough people that this stuff comes into my ether. Yeah. Do you know anything specifically? Cause I only know high level, like what? Same. Honestly, I'm like, why can't I have a, such a hard time with any of it sticking in my brain? I think cause it's so complicated. It just, I read it and I'll read a whole article and I'm like, oh my God, I forget already what, yes. what they just said. You um, resonate with it so hard yeah. and then boom. It's so yes. weird. And then I'm so admire people who fully, I even, even with respect to this particular full moon. I'm like, I know I just sent my friend something about it, but I couldn't tell you what it was about other than uh, focusing on yourself. Yes. Yes. So what I know about this full moon is that it's in Aries, which genuinely all of this means nothing to me until I start to read about the Uh descriptions of it. And it said that this is a fantastic time. I think it's until the, the 10th, until the 25th or something that it's the it's a time to reset. It's a time to step into your own power. Anytime that you have been feeling out of your power in your relationships, it's either a time to stand your ground and leave it and with faith or to stand your ground and say, Hey, I want to fix this. So Mm -hmm. if it's something really valuable to you, it's a time to fix and Mm -hmm. be powerful in your statements there. And also that's the gist of it that I got. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, that's that's what that's what I seem to have taken away that you just reminded me of something yes okay so give me examples of what you're what's coming up for you right now and sometimes was there was it coming up for you before you knew about the Aries in full moon or were you were you like oh my gosh this is all making sense 
That's a good, that's a good uh, question. I, you know what, it weirdly, because I didn't zone in on this for myself yet. My friend that was talking to me about um, what she was, she was trying to, you know, what was it like calling like clients or something? And he was focused yeah. on things externally. I think it was last month and they turned out well. And then she was starting to focus more on like clients and like her, her podcast and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, great. Like, this is a good time. I haven't reflected yet for me, obviously, but, um, <laughs> but, when but sometimes reflection happens as you're speaking about it. It's a real, mm, a real thing. True. This is true. I feel like in a way though, I, this is where I sh- sort of stroke. Like, I also feel like all of these messages could be applied always in a way. Exactly. That's why I'm like, was I already thinking about this? And now it's just the divine timing of the words. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is like the, yeah, I know a little bit about this actual signs, but in terms of like the periods, I'm like, you could tell me anything and I'll just believe it. Cause I'm very open. I will just take yeah. anything. Um, but it's also, yeah. <laughs> what is it? The reticular activating system in our brain that if mm. we, if we're thinking about okay, I need $500. This is just an arbitrary number, right? Okay. I need $500. You're going to start seeing $500 everywhere, different opportunities. So it's, it's that it's like the Audi effect. I think that's what they call it. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 One in Audi, then you start seeing them everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same with numbers and, and, and all of this. So I kind of take everything with a grain of salt, but I also think it's very fascinating. Um, yeah. I'm like, you know what? go ahead, lean in. Do you know what? That's why I'm leaning in so hard to this one. Cause I was like, okay, I am an Aries. And actually these things were happening right before I found out about new moon and Aries. And I was like, I'm just leaning in. So I've been journaling and mm-hmm. looking at all these things and not mm-hmm. too much. Cause I yeah. don't, want to, but that's where the faith comes into play. I like it. That's cool. It- it is. And I, and when you take it in that way, it's sort of like, I know, I remember my dad saying to me when I was like a kid, he was like, you know what, like whether or not you believe in, you know, religion or whatever, cause you know, he kind of did kind of didn't came from a mother who is very Catholic and Italian mm-hmm. and, and all of that. And, and he was like, it's going to make you a better person. So like, why, you know, there's not really a downside to it. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and that's so- what I've realized is that there's, there's this book that I'm reading that some, some guy that I follow, he, recommended it in one off a one-off post. And I was like, mm, okay, done buying it. Got right. it used on Amazon for three bucks. And I've okay. been reading it and it is, it does reference God and Christ a lot, but the messages in it are more about abundance and power mm-hmm. and self-reflection and mm-hmm. affirmation and what you, what is meant for you won't miss you type of thing. But it's yeah. like, so they are very much intertwined. And I think that mm-hmm. however you want to approach it, then go for it. Yeah. Cause I've like, I'm not going to church. I'm, I, I don't pray before. I mean, I was yeah. raised Catholic, but I don't. Yeah. Anyways. Like a lot of us, you know, white people from North America, I feel like that's exactly like, we, we are. It's like these, what do they call them? Like Chris, Christmas, Easter. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's a saying for it. It's like a Christmas oh. Easter sort of like very commercial, like exactly version. Like I like the holidays that I'm, I understand religion more when it's based on holidays type of situation or Mm -hmm. you, you, uh, uh, yeah, I can't figure out the word either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that this is, we're like going, but I don't, I don't, this is actually great too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, because you know what I, I think it's just interesting how a lot of our generation has found so much more depth in like these non-denominational 
ways, like whether it's like reflecting as you were just talking about with like the film and areas, it's like, it's not like this devotion to astrology. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is getting, this is bringing up so much reflection in me. And it's, it's mm-hmm. having this like profound impact that I feel in some, some ways, our parents in that generation kind of didn't have because they were starting yeah. to disconnect. Mm-hmm. So they had like, they didn't really have spirit, like spirituality in their lives. I, I mean, a huge generalization yeah. is just what I saw in Canada, but I mean, <laughs> well, I think that so much of that, it's interesting. I, I vacillate back and forth between, are we super introspective and learning and, mm-hmm. and are we super open and understanding or are we just narcissists a little <laughs> bit and we want to learn? I'm like, Oh, you want to tell me about myself? Mm-hmm. I will listen, you know? And mm-hmm. so of course, but then I think about it the generation generations before us, they had, they had outlines and they were a little bit more not fact-based, but they had, they had more reasons and they had more concrete evidence to their, Mm. their lives Mm -hmm. where, and, and, you know, they had the nine to fives and there was the outline of your life. Yeah. And now in our generation, I think that we are open to these more nebulous thoughts of astrology and things that are open and a little more fluid because, and, and maybe it's because we have a hard time sometimes explaining ourselves, defining ourselves, understanding ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, if I can't explain it fully, then I'm just going to attach to a bunch of nebulous thoughts that Mm -hmm. all together make me feel good. And, but I mean, here I am, I'm very much. I'm, I'm the woo woo and the science and the, I love it. imagine trying to ask your grandmother, um, where is your, um, what is your rising sign? And she's, you know, the, it's just not going to happen. What is, wait, I need to ask you, what are you, okay, so you have Aries. Now that we're here and I, and okay, I want okay. to respond to that, but I also want to, I'm, I'm so happy I'm talking to a very tangential person because some people would be like, what is, you know, what, no, no, no. do you, so funny. do you know, I, I was wondering that with you listening to your podcast and I'm not sure if you've mentioned it. I'm sure you've mentioned it on some episodes. I had to just search in my phone. Yeah. I'm a, I have an Aries sun, Taurus moon and Aquarius rising. Ooh. And, and I don't know what any of, I, I know what Aries sun means, but I don't really know. Ooh. I think those are beautiful. Else. I mean, you know what I think of again, very basic, um, but like Taurus, like, 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 ple- like you, it's like a luxury sort of like pleasure, like enjoying sensual. It's like sensual in a way. Love it. And Aquarius, I always think of like, like wise and like seeking information. And those, those are beautiful signs in my okay. mind to, okay. to have, I don't know if they resonate with you and, and the way well, I think that depending on who you're talking to, there's yeah. different ways of describing it. I had someone tell me that it was, well, you're stubborn and selfish. And I was like, huh. Look, fuck. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I guess I just have to take that. And then. <laughs> I know there's other people who have said that the Taurus is the grounding steady, yeah, you know, and my boyfriend's Taurus to the max. Mm. And I think that that's good with an Aries sometimes because right. Aries can be all over and then Taurus is rock. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and, and just to go, because I, because my closest friend is a Taurus, but she's so she's very feminine, like very feminine energy. So Ooh, the way she describes like Scorpio? it, 
Yeah. And the way she describes it is the words that I just used. So that's like my frame of reference. Whereas you just, your frame of reference is your boyfriend, right? That, and he's. Yes. It's all about the, it's all about the context in which something is painted for you. Well, what are, what are yours? Yeah. My, my rising is Scorpio and then my moon is Gemini and then my sun is Leo. Oh, I love it. So it's a little all over the place, um, but I think so is your, wait, you're, you're, you have fire, earth, and, and water, right? And water. Isn't it yeah. water? Isn't Aquarius water? It's either that or air, but either way, oh. you're all over, like same with me. You're like kind of well-balanced, I guess is the nice yeah. way to put it, like well-balanced in that. And do you think, okay, so you live in Canada. Where in Canada are you? Uh, I'm from Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that geographically that makes sense with your balanced chart? Are you a little bit near water, a little bit near open space? Is it, what's it like there? That's so interesting. Cause no, <laughs> it's the easy <laughs> answer. Um, I mean, Toronto is very much a city, like it's very city. And I yeah. didn't, not that I grew up downtown, although I've spent a lot of my life right downtown. Um, but like I grew up out so like, like close close to the city but in a suburb mm-hmm. and is very like typical North American suburb so there wasn't a you know plentiful like water or yeah or anything really I mean like that. again it's how you're raised it's it's a, yeah it means I don't know if the charts have any indication I think it's also just personal preference I mean yeah but- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, this is, here's one way that we can segue back to, to you and your story and, and all that you do. Have you found in learning about yourself, like how has this like in, informed or like made sense to you with like the work that you do now? Like, do you see yourself in this and like the work that you've gone on to do? And mm-hmm. I definitely see myself as not a terrible employee, but someone who seeks out leadership and recognition. Unfortunately, I have to say that because it's really true, but it's, I like to prove myself and be actionable. And when I left the fitness position that I was in, well, I've been a personal trainer for seven years. And the first couple of years I was on my own working a full-time job. And then I would do this on the side. And then I worked in nutrition and then I got more for certifications in nutrition, did more studying in that sense and started focusing more towards that. But as a simultaneously a group class trainer, that setting was not for me. Mm. And I thrived, my ego thrived, but I definitely mm. didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I left there and I leaned fully into nutrition, yeah, I think that that was a really good space for me to be in because I could focus on one thing, mm-hmm. have several clients. So I was never bored. Everyone has a different situation. Everyone has different goals. And then as of the past year and a half, I was given an opportunity to help run and be a part of my family's company, which is Mm. 42 years old. It's a professional public speaking and communications company. Mm. And I actually haven't even spoken about this on my podcast. This will come out soon, but anyways, so there it is, Mm. but like nobody's who cares, but the, 
that's what I've been doing as I would say 60 to 70% of my job. So it's now podcast and building on that legacy that was set before me. And I think that it's a really great segue because everyone needs communication. Everyone Mm -hmm. needs help refining their skills, making Mm -hmm. sure that their message is being delivered in the way that they want it to be delivered in. Are you a boring presenter? Are you capable of connecting with an audience? Are you all these things? And, and being able to utilize those skills for the podcast, for nutrition, it it has come full circle Mm -hmm. in a sense where you get the fulfillment of seeing other people transform in front of you, which is in a, in a sense, validating. And then also using these skills in my own personal life and business. So to answer your question, I do think that what I have learned about myself has represented itself within all that I'm doing now. And I think that by having a constant, by having a one larger job, one Mm -hmm. steadier, more stable job will allow me to go back to the joy and the pleasure of, Mm. of the podcast. I mean, I never lost pleasure and joy from the podcast, but for the nutrition and for these things and not be so all over the place. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed is good. I need the grounding, but I still like to have pockets of those creativity, that creativity. Yeah, that's really good to share, like to share because I, I, I do know it's talked about, but sometimes I feel like not necessarily enough when, you know, you are sort of directing your own ship and sort of, it can be a very ungrounding experience, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And so to have that, that, that job that is giving you that groundedness and kind of freeing up your mental, mm-hmm. your mental headspace and allowing you mm-hmm. to, like you said, like have, or like find the joy and like it's it's really powerful I'm sure that it it must have changed your relationship with um probably your nutrition work sure and I think that it's also and this goes back any nutrition client that I have it's okay to change your mind Mm. and if you are stuck in a pattern or a habit of eating because that's what you know or that's what Mm -hmm. has worked for you in the past we evolve and there's there is a way for you to still enjoy things while it not being your full livelihood. And Mm -hmm. same way with nutrition. If you have been plant-based for a long period of time, and then you find that you keep wanting eggs or you keep wanting on these things, go have Mm -hmm. a little bit of that. I think that we tend to box ourselves in and a lot of people think, oh, podcast nutrition are my full-time job. And I that would be great if, you know, putting it out into the universe, like if dear media wanted to sign me, then, Hey, I'm, I'm in like, yeah, come on. I mean, I think I, I like, I, I will vote for that one. I honestly, <laughs> I have, Oh my God, that's a big old, that's a big old goal. And I'm have never stopped thinking about it, but the, you should reach the whole- out to them. Don't they have like an, don't they have a recruiter? Oh, don't you know how many times I've. Oh, okay. So? Okay. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it, my numbers aren't what their average are. So okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing what I can to feed the audience that I have right now. And yeah. look, manifest destiny is real. If it's meant for me, it'll happen. But I'm, and I do keep working at it. I tag them yeah. and everything, but Amazing. The, <laughs> I literally tag them and everything. But the, the whole thing is, I think that so many people see on Instagram, 
Instagram, they think, oh, well, if you're unhappy in your nine to five quit. Yes. But we also, not everyone needs to go be an entrepreneur. You don't, you can go find a different job that will take care of you and feed your 401k and give you benefits. And you don't have to think about it so that you can go Mm. have these awesome hobbies and you can go paddleboard after work. And you don't have to worry about employees that you have to pay. You don't have to, there's grass is greener and grass is, it, it really is perspective. So having experienced multiple nine to fives and also working for myself for the past two and a half years, three years, four years, I just, you can do both and you can change your mind. And we see people all the time who are 60 or 55 or whatever, getting a divorce and then finding the love of their life. Like, you know, we, we see all these things and it, same with food. If you have been eating burgers and fries, or you just have been unsure of what to eat your whole life, you can, it literally is one decision. Mm-hmm. It's one decision. And the more you keep making the decisions that feel right to you and avoiding you'll, when you start making good decisions for yourself, the bad decisions will come in a gut feeling. And once you stop, once you don't ignore those gut feelings, it, the more you listen to your gut, the more it is refined. It's like a Siri. It's like an algorithm where you create by listening to your gut, you create this perfect algorithm for yourself that it's only going to send you the good shit. And it's going to tell you immediately if there's something that's not going to be good Mm -hmm. for you. So, and that will be, that will come in the feeling of a gut feeling. Yeah. And I just think that that's so important to know. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, that cognitive distance that we experience when we, it's like, we start to realize that like, what's more aligned for us is outside of this box that we've placed ourselves in. It's really kind of wild because I've been through this and I think most people have been through this um, at some point in their lives, if they're aware. Um, it's, 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 it's just like a weird thing. Like, why do I want to, like, when you really think about it, okay, like, what is this box giving me? It's giving mm-hmm. me such sort of misery. And, mm-hmm. and I've created it for the most part. It's usually us yeah. creating it. And, and the realization that, oh, I can, I can just take it away. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's one actually decision. simple. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, it does go back to evolution. We want, our goal in life is to live and feel safe. So mm-hmm. it's not abnormal to desire routine and a little predictability and stability because we, you know, our nervous system, it would be fried without it in some sense. And I think that by doing, there are some tangible things like, like making sure that your body is metabolically flexible. So that if you do have to go 12 hours without eating, you're okay. You won't die and you won't go into reserves and become a huge like raging lunatic or, mm-hmm. or that goes to being able to, you know, p- people are going to disagree with me on this, but being able to walk or run two or three miles to make sure that you're able to, what if you need to escape some terrible situation? Or there are these things that I think of in a very practical sense, but things like cold plunging or getting in a cold shower, mm-hmm. um, having, 12 hours to let your digestion really rest so that you can have sleep for healing, uh, reducing processed foods that were, that are chemical 
examples. Like we had a guy who we live in a, 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 commu- a apartment complex and mm-hmm. there was, they're doing a bunch of landscaping. There was a guy yesterday, a week ago who was going around spraying where they were going to, where they were going to redo sod and sure. put new plants down. And he was killing all of the weeds around there. And I went over to him and asked him very politely, Hey, how's your day going? Uh, you know, chatted about the weather some for 10 seconds. And then I asked, do you mind me asking what you're spraying? And he was spraying Roundup, which is glyphosate, which is a huge, we all have heard yeah. of this word. It's, you know, massive carcinogen and has been shown in hundreds of studies to be linked to indefinite cancer. And I said, can you please not spray that on this building? And he looked at me and he said, absolutely. I, he was like, trust me, I know exactly. He was like, you don't have to say anything. I have to carry this thing on my back all day. And, you know, I felt for him in that moment. I was like, shit, this is your job. You have to be around this all day long, but it's those little moments of bravery. And you might not think, oh, how is that brave at all? Well, it is when you are a woman asking someone who's mm-hmm. doing every single house around you and then saying, Hey, can we not? And mm-hmm. I just had to say, you can even ask our, I was like, feel free to have someone call me if they have a problem with this. Da, 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 da. I was like, mm-hmm. our dog is here. He comes home. I don't want him yeah. sniffing it. I don't want it on his paws. Little moments of bravery like that change mm-hmm. who you are as a person. And it helps you to truly lean into the person you want to be strong, mm-hmm. de- dependent on yourself, but in a healthy amount. I mean, little things you could do. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you, you know, you just spoke to like your communications work as well. How have you, is that just something with aging and becoming more grounded in yourself or how have you developed that, that bravery, that, that ability to communicate you know, your needs. Cause I think that's something, as you mentioned, women, especially, you know, t- tend to struggle with, I don't want to come mm-hmm. off as blah, 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 or blah, blah. And- no, it's real. It's yeah. real. And I, I want to say that my, so my grandfather started this company 42 years ago. My mother took it over for several years before she passed. And now it's still in the family. Mm-hmm. And I was raised to avoid words like, like, And so, uh, like, Mm. and it's been ingrained in me that effective communication can directly impact the people you're talking to. You could have the most amazing message in the world, but if you are mumbling into your hands and using non-words every second, then it's going to be lost. And that message won't be clear, Mm. but as far as bravery, it's, I mean, practice, getting Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. And I think that doing small things that are just different for you are good for bravery. Like I'm not brave. I'm really not. I'm just, I just know that I will spend more time thinking about, if I think to myself, I will spend more time thinking about not having done this than doing it. Mm -hmm. Then I'll, then I just, it's not motivation. It's not determination. It's just that mini bit of discipline and that feeling of, I feel better once I've done something like this. Hmm. and getting out of that comfort zone. I think that we have really dug ourselves into a huge, pardon my French fucking hole (laughs) of being able to communicate. There's no eye contact. There's no, you'll, you'll go to the grocery store and someone will be ringing up your groceries and you know, 70% of the time, these people are making eye contact for 0.2 seconds and there's no eye contact. There's no 
You mean the clerks, like on the, even on the clerk's end? On both, both ends. Both. Okay. Yeah. On both ends. People yeah. feel uncomfortable and they feel right. affronted when they're being right. addressed so directly. But also yeah. we are, and then I'll stop tangenting, but it's- No, no, no. This is so good. Keep going. <laughs> but think about, think about one thing that we can do right now. And this is, this goes for women. And this is something that I had to learn when I was working in a group fitness studio, they said, you sound like a girl. And I was like, fuck you. And they, you know, I, I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. not, and, but they said, no, no, no. In order to c- command the room, you have to push your voice and you have oh. to be able to, cause, cause I was on a mic and I was, you don't want to have yeah. a squeaky voice on a mic. It's just right. not appealing to hear in huh. any sense, man or woman or uh-huh. whoever. And they, they didn't train me on how to push my voice, but I was like, Oh, I think I get it. And so you women find, I find that this happens a lot with women and this is not to generalize, but it's been my personal experience that women, we, we end up talking like this. And when you talk like this the whole time, it always ends up being like, you're talking up and asking a question at the end. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. There will be people, you know, when I was, it's, it's, you're speaking like a question when it's not a question, you know what I mean? And when you start talking like Mm. this, it ends up taking a little bit of the confidence away from what you're saying. So if you're in a job interview, you're like, I think that this is the right job for me because I've been in this industry for a long time. And in this industry, it, it takes away your power. And so you're even sitting differently. When I look at your body language, your, your chest, your neck, it's tight. This is a protective pose that we go into when we start to communicate. So it goes as it will. The great thing about this, when you start to make this switch is that nobody will notice, but they will notice Mm. when you talk like this and you end up speaking, like you don't know what you're talking about and that you're not confident. You could, you could be the most brilliant brain scientists in the Mm. world, cure to cancer rockets. But if you're talking in a sense that is, it makes it seem like you are brand new to this industry and you, the up talk, you cannot unhear it. You cannot unhear it. And that is one of the most powerful. And this is like women all over the world, please stand up, please. And if you already do this, fantastic. But if you catch yourself speaking in up talk a ton, this is the time to change it. It will change your confidence. It will the difference between if you're up against at a job interview, the woman who has the exact same resume, but speaks with conviction and no up talk, mm. likely going to get that position. It sounds more deliberate and intentional, right? It's wow. such a, it's such a quick thing to integrate. Uh-huh. Right. It's, it's such a good tip and it. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be you wouldn't, yeah. You just wouldn't think about it. It's so invisible. Yeah. It's, it is, it's just, it's distracting. Once you know it, it's, it's (sighs) you, you know, that person who says like all the time or who says, um, or whatever. And you almost make it a game thinking, Oh, how many times are they going to say it? It's just becomes (laughs) distracting. It just becomes distracting. Yeah. How do you, yeah, because I know that I go, I, I for sure use, um, I mean, I catch myself and I'm like, Oh my gosh, but how do we, but not that often. It's not distracting. I mean, doing it once in a while is not a big deal, but when it becomes 
a distraction. You okay. can't unhear it. Right. So if you notice that you have sort of a verbal tick in, in uh, that way, what do you, how do you, tra- is it just awareness over time? It's, it's awareness. Uh-huh. It's, it, we say this in class that it, it takes practice. You learned this over your entire life, mm-hmm. but once you, once you hear it, you cannot unhear it. The, if anyone is listening to this and they're interested, please send me a message, send yeah. me a DM. If you have a company or if you have employees that need to work on their sales presentations, have them reach out to me and I will, we will talk about For this sure. course. It is life-changing. And so, and that is 0.01% of what we do in class, but it's, it's just the awareness. It's wow. The awareness. It's amazing. I I just think of young kids, young girls. Um, I mean, especially my, like, I like remember, you know, like no one's listening to me and and you, and you're kind of like annoyed with everyone. Um, <laughs> um, and no, 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 no. and <laughs> it's not, it's not that it's a bad thing. It makes you a bad yeah. public speaker communicator. Yeah. It's, it's the level of awareness that right. it will elevate the skills that you already have. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just very interesting because you, it's almost like we're taking that power back and taking responsibility for how the world engages with you, which, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time now. I mean, most, most people in this space, they talk about it all the time, but not so tactically like that, which has mm-hmm. such a huge impact on the day to day, almost mm-hmm. hour by hour. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And so simple, you know, once you're aware of it, that it's is so simple, but it is, wow. it's big. And again, you might be giving yourself a pat on the shoulder. Hey, I just, I, I didn't talk up, but <sighs> nobody's going to notice. Just keep going. Just, just keep going. Oh my goodness. I love that. I can't, I honestly just looked at the time. I honestly cannot believe I still have like a whole list of questions. I'm so sorry. We can rapid fire. I just yeah. tangented so no, hard. I'm, I, I apologize. Le- no, honestly, it's always better that way. I find it's usually better than me just like going through, but Yeah. You know, cause we did talk about this. I actually love that. We talked about this stuff. It fits this audience, you know, (laughs) I know we meant to talk about nutrition so we can, we can still, you know what, let's just keep it simple. We don't have to, we don't have to go crazy. Let's just say, did you have, do you like, what are you, what practices are helping you right now? Or what is helping your clients or your previous Mm -hmm. clients or what is a common concern however you want to answer this sort of a takeaway that people can take because you are a wealth and the truth is they can just go listen to your show and get tons of information there but one thing that I not harp on but it has changed my life and then it's it's again it's always simple but it's uh the rule of four that I have and uh I, I consider a balanced meal carbs, fat, protein, fiber. So if you have fiber, that means your carbohydrates are likely whole foods based. You have some mm-hmm. starch and different types of fiber. You've got some greens in there. Uh, fats, just a little bit like a thumb's worth of fat to help, uh, slow down the absorption of the carbs and then protein for satiety. Yeah. If you can hit four out of four of those at a meal, that is awesome. And you, that's a nice balanced meal. If you hit three out of four, also fantastic. If you're on a road trip and it's not you can't get all that in there. That's fine. Two out of four, it's likely going to be a snack. Hmm. One out of four. I mean, unless you're eating one ribeye for a meal, it's probably just going to be popcorn or something. Just don't even count it. It's not a full meal. (laughs) 
it's not a full right. meal. Yeah. But so the power of four has been extremely beneficial for clients who mm. find themselves constantly snacking or have that crash or crave mentality throughout mm. the day. Also really yeah. great for helping to stabilize hormones. Yeah. I love that. And and real quick, I'll just say before I let you go. Yeah. Cause I, I remember or I listened, I was listening to some stuff even today and I don't know how old these episodes were. Or I, I should have mm-hmm. looked at the date, but, um, because I know you've talked about like food combining and you said it didn't work for you. And I was like, yeah, me neither. Like, or I, you know, you, mm-hmm. you had your, you know, your discrepancies within that sure. statement. But when I tried that, I, I was like, oh my God, I'm hungry. Like all the time. Like, I, I don't know. It just mm-hmm. didn't work at all. So when you mentioned that, It's like, you can change your mind. (laughs) Yes, You can change your mind. And I did it for a long time. And I will say digestion wise, if I'm out to dinner, then I know that there's likely, if I try and do a full balanced meal in that sense, the four out of four, it's likely if it's chips, I'm just not going to do it or cause it's like the oil just doesn't settle in my stomach, but (laughs) I will still practice. If I'm doing a piece of dense protein, such as salmon or whatever plant, plant protein I'm having concentrated. Yeah. I will still do predominantly greens or leafy greens and vegetables. So I do still focus on that digestion wise, but the, some people it works beautifully. Some people have no problems with it and it fuels them and they feel satisfied. And sometimes it works for a season of your life or for days at a time. Totally. Yeah. Like again, I, you're right. I'm growing out of these extremes. Yeah. Yeah. And I should say, I think the thing that really didn't suit me was honestly just like the fruit first part. Like that was just the only thing. Cause I was like, mm, I think I'm going to be eating every hour until it's lunchtime. If I'm yes. doing this one <laughs> and I'm, I'm down for fruit all day, but I will say if I have an apple with a meal, then I'm super bloated. So having fruit on an empty stomach does do yeah. unless it's dark berries. I think that it's definitely better left on at least a slightly empty stomach. Yeah. That's interesting. I did remember you saying that, but anyway, um, I mean, I could ask, I could just go on and on, but I'm just going to say refer to hotter than health because (laughs) your show is really so good. You really are so good at talking to your guests and then having, you know, your own conversations with the mic and addressing people's questions. And as I said, there's a little bit of comedy usually here and there with your dad, but I love it. As you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that kind of mind and yeah, I think it's, you know, fingers crossed you. that you're with, you know, the manifestation that you want to come through with that <laughs> comes you. through. I can see it. I can totally see it. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that's really awesome. And oh my God, I just had a review a couple months ago, maybe, maybe a month ago. And it was someone wrote one star. If this girl talks about her bowel movement of her, her dog's bowel movements one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. I am dumber for having heard this. And <laughs> I don't think so. I completely disagree. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's so funny. Like having that on there made, it honestly made my day. It was the funniest review. And I just thought to myself, you have, you try having a 15 year old dog. Best of luck to you. You know? Yeah. I said before thank you so much for listening if this was your first time on the hotter than health podcast make sure you are subscribed like and share this episode and let me know what you think about it you can write a review on apple podcasts and it really means the world when you do it's the greatest easiest 
freest way to support the podcast. But thank you for listening. Next week, we are going to have on a badass acupuncture, uh, holistic medicine practitioner come on and we're going to talk all things medicine, all things holistic approaches to lifestyle. And it is just Chinese medicine at its finest. And we go so deep into wellness. It is not even, you're going to just eat that shit up. Thank you for listening and make sure you're tuned in for next Thursday's podcast. Thank you.